needed them. God wanted a relationship. He wanted people who would want to be with him. You can't have love without free will. And God had given them free will. And Satan figured that this was a weak spot that he was going to take advantage of. And so he did. He went up and told man, if you eat of that fruit, then you will become like God. And man, like Satan, thought that that was a pretty cool deal. So he disobeyed God. But man didn't understand everything that went along with that. Disobeying God separated man from God spiritually. It gave him a spiritual death. But not only that, in disobeying God, he obeyed Satan. And in obeying Satan, he made Satan his master, gave Satan dominion not only over himself, but over the creation that he had been given authority over. So Satan now had dominion over man and over the earth. But God came along and explained the rules to everybody. Yes, Adam and Eve, you are going to have to stay separate from me, and you're going to have to stay out of the garden, because in the garden there is a tree that will make you immortal, and you will be immortal in this sin-separated state for eternity, and I don't want that for you. I also have a plan. I have a plan for a Savior. So, Satan has rule over man for a long time to the point where he manages to corrupt pretty much everybody against God, except for one guy. That one guy, God takes him and puts him in a boat. Then he floods the whole earth, destroys everything, and tells that one guy when the flood is over, I want you to multiply and spread all over the earth and do things right this time. Well, uh, man doesn't exactly do that. Instead, they bunch up together, and they live all in one place, and they start to build a really tall building in defiance of God's orders. And so God says, okay, you guys can't talk to each other anymore, and scatters them all across the earth. Well, Satan is still going hard and heavy on man. And God says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that guy right there, and from him I am going to make a people all unto myself. And the way that I'm going to do that is I'm going to give them the law. I am going to explain to them how things work. I am going to set up a system such that they are constantly reminded that I am God, that I am their God, and I am going to set up a series of intermediaries who can go between me and them and can request my 
involvement in their affairs. Meanwhile, I am going to give them a reminder, or constant reminders, rather, that there's a Savior coming along. And so he gives them prophets, too. And the prophets are always telling them about the things that God say. And also the fact that there is indeed a Savior coming. And one of those prophets gives them a very, very precise timeline as to when they can expect this Savior. And this Savior is going to rescue them from oppression. Now, after hundreds of years of disobedience, God finally puts his people on ice for about 460 years. He doesn't speak to them. He doesn't send them a prophet. Nothing. Silence. To the point where they start to think that God has abandoned them, and then they start to think that maybe there's never been a God at all. And while they have this 460 years to themselves, instead of trying to find God again, they decide that they're going to take his laws and expand on them, improve upon them. And so they do, and they, they make their own little system based on their rules. And pretty soon, they start to think that the rules that they made are even better than the ones God gave, because they're so much more precise there's no wiggle room in our rules. And then one day, at about the time that they were told that this Messiah was going to show up, some dude shows up dressed like and talking like the prophets from 460 years ago. And he's telling them that their Messiah has arrived. Well, Everybody takes notice of this. And during that 460 years, they were told, or they expected, that this savior of theirs was going to be a great warrior and a learned man, a wealthy, strong man, who was going to cast off their oppression. Well, their oppression at the time was the Romans. And the prophet said that he was going to cast off oppression, so obviously he meant the Romans. What he really meant was the oppression of sin and death. So the Jews are looking for this particular type of individual, and the Satan is looking for these, this particular type of individual as well. He's looking around, and then this guy comes out of nowhere, out of the country, the backwoods, as it were. And he's not a learned guy. He's not a, a Pharisee or a Sadducee. He didn't, he didn't learn under one of the great rabbis. He's a, he's a carpenter. He's, he's, he's a blue-collar dude. And Satan's like, is, is, is this the guy? Is this the guy we're supposed to... Are you sure? Okay. This should be easy. So Satan goes about trying to tempt the Messiah the same way he had done with Adam and Eve. I mean, he'd been doing it 
for about 4,000 years up to that point, he'd gotten pretty good at it. And so he goes after this guy, and he tempts him. He actually, this dude, voluntarily hung out in the desert for 40 days. This is perfect. This will be easy. Tempt him with bread. Doesn't fall for it. Then he starts tempting him with other things. Doesn't fall for it. Okay, all right, all right. So the guy's smart, so he knows the law. He's still not like he's connected. Not like he's got an army or anything like that, so let's kill him. That should be easy. I mean, we got the Romans and everything. Okay. So that's what he does. He kills him. Not only does he kill him, he kills him in an, a very humiliating way. The most humiliating way a Jew could be killed. Hanged on a tree. The death of a thief. A criminal. And Satan says, I win. I win. Now, because Satan had, at that time, authority over the earth, he was able to travel back and forth between earth and heaven, no problem. He's the landlord. And so, as we can see in Job, he would frequently visit heaven and talk with God and tell God just how great he is, how great Satan is. But this time was going to be a little bit different. So he goes up to heaven and he's like, God, you gave it your best shot. You, you, you tried. It didn't work out. Personally, if it was me, I wouldn't have gone with a carpenter. Don't know what you were thinking there, but, but whatever. You gave it your shot. I took out your Messiah. Game's over. The earth is mine. The humans are mine. Sorry. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. But Satan didn't understand the law. He didn't understand the law. You see, and he should have known this when he was unable to tempt Christ. You see, Christ paid the price of sin, which was death. But Christ himself never sinned. Whereas other humans who had sinned and died because of their sin were eternally separated from God. Christ never sinned. So there was nothing to keep him separated from God. So he came back. And then he ascended into heaven. And he claimed the deed that was meant for men. Because he was fully human, he could accept 
the deed to the earth and creation. It was meant for him. The first Adam passed down sin to all of humanity. But not only was Jesus fully human, he was also fully God. So he, being the second Adam, could pass down salvation to all of those who believe in him. And that's what he does. You see, if we believe that we, who are sinners, had the price, our price, for our sin, paid by Christ, then we receive the Spirit back, the one that we lost. And we have communion, direct communion, with God at that point. And we become adopted into God's family because we have chosen to be with him. And so God is going to give everybody their opportunity to believe on God. Those who came before Christ were looking forward to a Messiah and waiting for a Messiah. And those who came after Christ look back on the Messiah and accept him. And those who don't, don't. That's their choice. And then what is going to happen is that God is going to take those. He's going to give everybody a chance. And then he is going to take those who chose him and he is going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And he is going to create a new Jerusalem. And he is going to dwell with his people, those who chose him, on earth forever. And that is how Christianity works. If you like what you heard, hit the like and subscribe button down below. If you have any questions, and I would imagine some people do, hit me up in the comments. Go to my Locals page. Go to Locals.com, look up Doc Bryant or Doc Bryant Show, and you will find me, and you can ask me questions. Uh, you can also ask me questions by hitting me up on my social media on Minds, Gab, Getter, Truth Social, at Doc Bryant, and on Twitter, at Doc Bryant Actual. And hope you enjoyed it, and I will talk to you all later. Those who don't, don't. That's their choice. And then what is going to happen is that God is going to take those. He's going to give everybody a chance. 
And then he is going to take those who chose him and he is going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And he is going to create a new Jerusalem. And he is going to dwell with his people, those who chose him, on earth forever. And that is how Christianity works. If you like what you heard, hit the like and subscribe button down below. If you have any questions, and I would imagine some people do, hit me up in the comments. Go to my Locals page. Go to Locals.com, look up Doc Bryant or Doc Bryant Show, and you will find me, and you can ask me questions. Uh, you can also ask me questions by hitting me up on my social media, on Minds, Gab, Getter, Truth Social, at Doc Bryant, and on Twitter, at Doc Bryant Actual. And hope you enjoyed it, and I will talk to you all later.